This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Hi, this is J.B. Crumb III, and I want to tell you what you do not want to miss today is I'm going to reveal the five steps of my limitless success model about how you can go from not only being a high performer, but realize how much more you can actually achieve, how much more impact, how much more money you can make, and how much better life you can have by becoming a limitless performer. Today, I have a very special show for you. Do you feel like you are here to make a bigger impact. My guest today knows what it means to make a big impact and to set yourself up for sustained and limitless success. Stay tuned to hear every pearl of wisdom about moving from high performance to limitless performance. So let me introduce you to my special guest, My special guest today is J.V. Crumb III. He's the host of the Conscious Millionaire podcast and radio network, named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top 13 business shows with over 2,700 episodes heard in 190 countries. He's been interviewed on hundreds of shows to include NPR and John Lee Dumas's Entrepreneur on Fire. JV is also a number one best-selling author, speaker, and serial entrepreneur who made his first million at age 25. He is also known as the limitless mindset and strategy coach to those who have six or seven figure businesses and who still are moving in a limitless direction. Today, JV will share some ideas on how to become a limitless performer. These ideas are relevant for both entrepreneurs and corporate executives, those who want to make a bigger impact. So thank you, JV, for being here on the show with me today. I'm absolutely delighted to have you. Welcome. Karen, I am so excited to be here. And in fact, if you're listening to Dr. Karen, I know that you're the kind of person I want to connect with because I know you're in the know because Dr. Karen is where it's at. You've been on my show. We've known each other for a long time and you are just a top expert in leadership in corporations. Well, thank you, JV. And people are going to learn today that you're also a top expert as well in your own specialty of being a conscious millionaire. And we're going to unpack that a little bit. But I want to ask you first, just so we have a sense of context here, you made your first million at 25 years old. How did you do that? And over the years, because I know you're past 25 now, what have you learned about making millions that can generalize to other people? You know, uh, Karen, that's a great question. And it actually starts at age five. So yes, I grew up in this little town, two to 300 people. Nobody had any money. 
my best friend across the street, they had a color TV. And I said, well, surely they're the richest people in town because ours was black and white, right? So that tells you a little bit about my background. And at age five, one day I had this just epiphany. Like we were a family, like most of them in town, that we didn't know where all the food was coming from. And my parents only thought a million times a day about money, right? Because that was the topic du jour. So I said to myself, well, they're smart, but they're broke. So there's something wrong here, right? And I said, what is the solution? And it was like Eureka, like I had discovered water. It was like happened. It's almost like the, you know, on the road to Damascus. It's like a, you know, it's a spiritual experience. Seriously, inside I said, I know. I'm going to grow up and be a millionaire. That's going to solve the problem. I ran in the house. I told both of my parents as, as if I had discovered a new planet, right? My mother shook her fingers at me and she said, don't you tell anyone. So of course, being a good little five-year-old boy, a typical one, I went and knocked on doors and I told everybody in town I was going to be a millionaire when I grew up, right? And there's an important part of this story that answers your question in a couple of ways. One I started with mindset. You know, people go, well, oh my gosh, you were a millionaire at 25, the four-story home. I had it all, the Mercedes. I had, I was on the water. And I said, yeah, but I've been planning it for 20 years, right? Like this wasn't an overnight success thing. I'd been thinking about it every day. And the other thing is when I wrote my book, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference, my editor said, JV, you've got to explain that statement from your mom. And you know, I'd never thought about it. I just remembered it, right? Because it was like, well, that's so strange. Well, we were the family that lived across the street from the church. And our family ran the church because in a, in a country town, some family runs the church. Trust me, it's everywhere. And my mother encoded, which probably had a lot to do with why we had no money, that rich people were all bad. Rich people had committed crimes. They had stolen from people. They had manipulated people, but they were just basically not good human beings. And so what she was really saying is don't grow up and be a bad person. Now, fortunately, as a little kid, I didn't hear all that. I just thought, I don't know what's wrong with mom, but I'm going to be rich when I grow up, right? And so I think it all starts with mindset. When I work with my clients, and I work with clients that are seven, eight figures, you know, they've been highly successful, but they really want to go farther. I go right back to mindset. I go to personal identity. I go to personal reality. And I go, you have got to shift who you are right now today, because otherwise you're going to keep producing the same results. People will say, oh, I think I need a new marketing plan. And I'll go, you may need a new marketing plan, but until you become a new person, it ain't going to matter. Because until you become a new person, you're not even going to see the right marketing stuff. That is just such an important concept is becoming someone who is a recipient, I guess I'll say, and a creator of the vision that you see in your mind. This is so huge. And, you know, my backstory as well, meaning that it was from the time that I was in the sixth grade that I decided I was going to be a psychologist. There were no psychologists in my family. There was no one who had gone to school to even get a doctorate degree or anything. But I held that picture. I held that vision. And whatever it meant to become that, I started becoming that right from that very day. And so what you're in essence saying is that we apply those same mindset principles even to the financial part of our lives as well. And there are some things in some people's minds that they may not even be aware of that are working against the vision. 
like if your mother, for example, had this notion that rich people are bad, then clearly you don't want to be a rich person. You don't say that to yourself, but that's what it ends up being. Well, and that happens for so many people, but here's the truth. It happens for everybody. Mm-hmm. So just because you have a millionaire or you're 10 million or a hundred million, or you're a billionaire, there's some reason if you're a billionaire, you're not 10, mm. right? And it has to do with identity. So it may sound a little funny if you're listening to this and you're going, well, wait a minute, like uh, if I had a billion dollars, I think I'd be feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying you wouldn't be feeling pretty good, but why don't you have 10 billion? What's the gap? And I think it's two reasons. These are the questions I ask everybody. Clients ask on my show, what is the impact on humanity that you need to make and who do you need to become in order to make it? That to me is the conscious approach to, it's not just the money. The money is a byproduct. You ought to give most of that away if you've got a billion anyway, or build some more companies and help more people. But what is the impact on humanity and who do you need to become? Those are fascinating questions, Karen. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to circle back to your book, uh, Conscious Millionaire. People understand what a millionaire is, but they don't really understand the conscious word. So say a little bit more about what it means to be conscious. And you're starting to unpack it right now, even in what you're sharing about the value that, you know, people are adding to the world and to society and and so on and so forth. So say more about what it means to be conscious. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm going to answer that two ways for you, Karen. Uh, Sometimes knowing what something doesn't mean is just as important as knowing what it means. So back when Conscious Millionaire came to me, it was an inspired thought. It wasn't something I created. I was a member of one of those high-priced masterminds. And this was with a lot of information marketers who were very successful, really well-known people, if I were to tell you their names. And people would come over and they kind of put their hand on my shoulder and they wanted to help me out. And they go, J.D., you got to get rid of this conscious millionaire idea. All anybody wants is to be rich and you got to sell the money part. And then if you want to use the money to do good, that's okay. And I'd look at them and I'd go, yeah, but you're missing the whole point. If I get rid of the conscious millionaire part, it's no longer conscious millionaire, which was the whole point to begin with. So what it's not is just how do you get rich? And that's what a lot of people think about when they think of the word millionaire. But conscious is how do you get rich with purpose, with making a difference in the world, with being conscious of who you are and what's even possible for you, but also what's possible for the world that you can bring forth in a unique way. And because you make that impact on people, they're going to pay you money and you marry the two, consciously impacting the world and receiving the money in return. So you're really talking about Not only is mindset important, but having a sense of purpose and you're delivering something in the world of value, you're making a difference at a bigger level. It's not just about the money by itself. Yes, that's exactly right. And I think you've hit the nail on the head with the word value, because people will argue, I'm going to say there's conventional business and that's just about money. And then there's conscious business and that's about making an impact and making money. That's a clear distinction, is that by definition, anything you sell has some value to the person who bought it. Now, if you're selling alcohol, it may have value to someone who wants to numb out or someone who's an alcoholic, right? 
But does it have, I'm sorry, folks, I'm just going to lay it on you. Does it have intrinsic value that uplifts and takes someone to a higher level? Same thing could be said for cigarettes. You know, I think more people would probably totally agree on that one. So one of the things about products and services in a conscious millionaire model is that they have intrinsic value that provides positive value to the consumer. Well, you know, I'm all about that because I'm all about positive leadership for positive business results. And clearly, you know, that makes sense to me that having people to be conscious, not just that it makes money, but isn't really uplifting people. There's a lot of business out here that's making money through enslaving people. They might be making money through turning them into drug addicts, as you've already implied. There's the sex slave trade. There's all kinds of ways that you can make money, but it doesn't necessarily uplift. Well, you know, you know, Karen, as long as we're just going to brag on that list, let's add casinos to it as well, right? Because I'm telling you, trust me, there's never anybody for casino unconscious millionaires. I don't care if I offend them. People go, oh, well, it's entertainment. No, people are taking your money legally, and it's set up so that they will do that. And then the whole casino, I've been to Las Vegas, been to a lot of conferences. The casino is set up to mesmerize you, to hypnotize you. You can't even find the exit because of the way they've ingeniously done all the aisle work and everything. And I go, what would happen if we had a world in which only products and services that truly uplifted people were sold? What kind of world would that be? Well, I'll answer it. That's the world I want to live in. That's what kind of world that'd be. And that's what you're creating in terms of making others, so helping others to become more conscious as well. So I'm gonna, let me ask this question about that, JV. I talk a lot about high performance teams. And I mentioned that it's high performance teams that do the bulk of the work in corporations. And I know that you have another concept that you've been talking about lately, which is the limitless performer. So I want to know what's the difference between a high performer and a limitless performer? I think that is a great question. And I will answer it succinctly by telling you there's five levels of difference. Because a high performer, as I define a high performer, is somebody who's mastered their mindset, the strategies, and the execution to really play at a high level. But that's the foundation place. You get to that high level place. Next, you need on the second level, get connected to a source. You can call that God, you can call it universe, but a deep source from which you come. And that motivates you and empowers you because that's a deeper empowerment. And then the third level is waking. You're going to become awakened to who you really are to what's really possible for you. Because as a high performer, you haven't awakened yet. And then on the fourth level, you're going to just let go of all the things that are holding you back. And my best example, because one of my favorite movies is Neo in the Matrix, right? And at the end, he doesn't need to move fast because he realizes he can stop the bullets because he has abandoned his old self. And then the fifth level is actually not one level. It's limitless milestones in which you make limitless impact, limitless money, and have a limitless life. Imagine having deeper and deeper loving relationships, and next month it's even more loving. That's what limitless is. Well, I think this is quite powerful because my whole show is really about taking a look at 
In fact, I've been rolling out a new model. It's called the Divine GPS, and it's related to divine guidance, divine provision, which is, includes power as well as giftings. And it's also divine steps. So you take action in line with what God is the divine source has resourced you with and where God is leading you because you will end up doing something much bigger than you could do in your own strength and power once you recognize that you have a divine purpose and mission, so to speak, and that there is resourcing and power beyond just what we see on the normal plane that most people take a look at. That makes perfect sense to me. Well, and you, you said a word that's very magical, and that's align. So the way I look at it is most people, most entrepreneurs, most executives, most corporations actually are not in alignment. And that's why they waste a lot of energy going in all kinds of directions and are not as efficient and effective as they could be because alignment starts with source into purpose into vision, into impact, and the impact turns into money. And those all must be aligned or lined up together if you want to build the most powerful corporation. Yes. My book is called Lead Yourself First. And this is kind of getting into those root principles. It's like this work you have to do on you, on who you are and who you are becoming. And ways that you resource yourself that's different from what you normally would be doing so that as you're leading yourself first, there's a bigger picture, vision, and possibility of what you're really here to do. And I love the word impact. I've adopted that word for 2021. 2020, the word was vision. 2021, it's impact. And you Oh, know, I already know the word for 2022. You do? Money in the bank. Because oh, if you've right. got vision and impact, next comes money in the bank. That's the next piece. Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> so that's a phenomenal thought and a phenomenal idea. So when you're talking about, high, like you said, high performance, it only goes so far. Limitless performer takes it beyond that. It's like exponential. When you think about growing even money, let's say in the bank, the multiplicative aspect of it there's a way that you can grow to get to places that you couldn't even imagine. Right. You know, just because of the way it builds and the way it builds. Well, up. and now let's think about it from an ego standpoint. Mm -hmm. High performer is still at the ego level. It's mm -hmm. mindset, strategy, execution. I am going to be a high performer, but now you move into a deeper connection to source and purpose and empowerment. You, you awaken to what is really going on on this planet? What is going on in reality? Who am I in this whole piece, right? And then you abandon the old self and you realize it isn't even about you so that you could become limitless because limitless is not an ego concept. Limitless is beyond ego. Yeah, it's almost, I guess I would say, the recognition that there is a divine purpose for each person and it's bigger than yourself and who you are. So does, well, it's based on what God has gifted you to be, but you have to come to a deeper knowledge and understanding of that. And you've mentioned the word uniqueness. I think that is so important. I think when we are operating in our uniqueness, we have what I call creative advantage. It's not really competitive advantage because right. you're really in your own space. You're not competing with anyone. 
God only created one you, you know, to do what he's put you down here to do, whatever it is. Well, and, and I love that, Karen, because when you enter the creative dimension, mm-hmm. now you can have access to not, you've moved beyond, you've let go the old self of com- competition, which is all ego, right? Mm-hmm. You've moved into the creative, which allows you to move into collaborative because you realize, and not just intellectually, but experientially, that Karen and JV actually are oneness. So you're just collaborating with yourself now. Mm-hmm. And that's a very different level to be played. Well, it certainly accesses broader resources, I guess. I'll put it that way. <laughs> that, that, is, that, that, is, that is definitely a, a statement we could make. You're going to, and the resources go beyond ego, they go beyond self. Absolutely. Well, they have to, because when you have a purpose or mission that's that large, it's beyond what the one space that you occupy that you can see. There's so much more that we don't often see unless we have the spiritual eyes to see. (laughs) I guess I'll put it that way. And that's the awakening. Yeah. That's the awakening. That's the awakening. So you started to talk about those five levels. Is that the limitless success formula or is that something different? That is the limitless success formula. Excellent. I'm so glad that you unpacked that so people can understand what that is and going beyond the ego and getting into this deeper sense of source. So some entrepreneurs, they fail to make their big impact in life and corporate executives the same way. Just because you're in the corporation doesn't mean that you're living full out. So what is it that causes people to fail to make this impact? Well, I think it's they're looking for answers or solutions in the wrong place. And here's where I think that wrong place is. They think that if they, you, you read all the business books, well, not all the business books, because mine's a business book, there are other business books, but the typical business book focuses on external things, external to the person, do the marketing plan, do the strategic plan, get the systems. And all of these are critical pieces But in and of themselves, you've left out the internal person with purpose, with vision, you know, with drive, like what it is they're creating. You must bring the two together. You must bring the internal world, which includes the spiritual dimensions, the purpose, source, all of that belongs in business. And we've left it out. We pretend that business is an external job when it is a holistic job. And that's why people don't find the right answers. They're not looking, but at one little piece of the whole puzzle. Yeah, it's so interesting because I think that's true about life anyway. Even if we're not even talking about making money, if you only look to the external, you'll miss so much about why you're here. And I think, and you'll, miss, you're, I think you'll miss the whole piece for why you, you're here, right? You, you do. And you miss, how would I say, you'll, you'll miss what God has provided you know, for us to have the abundant life. That's what I would say. There's so much that's been provided and and we won't even see it. We won't even- Well, and abundance is such a great word. I love abundance. But in our culture, I'm talking about the United States particular, Western world in general, uh, because it's a little bit different in the Eastern world. I think the Eastern world is more spiritually inner Qigong and all these kinds of energy medicines and healings. In the Western world, and especially in the last century, we We've been trained to focus on the external, which 
let's just call it the surface of life. We've been as if that were life. The life that really matters is invisible. If you think about your relationship with someone you love, I don't know where you're going to get a picture of love or intimacy or connection, right? Or even a good conversation. All of those things are invisible. It's the invisible world where meaning comes from. Well, it also speaks to the fact that a lot of things in development, so to speak, are below the surface or hidden. Like you think about a plant and the root structure is underground. You see the shoots of the plant, you know, eventually break the soil. You see the plant as it gets bigger. However, there's been life and growth before you actually see what you see. And what you don't see is a lot of the infrastructure that keeps that plant grounded and living and having access to the nutrients that it needs to continue to be vibrant and so on and so forth. Same thing's true if we think about humans and pregnancy. A lot is happening when the baby's developing in the mother's womb that's kind of hidden from view unless you're looking at an ultrasound. And even then, I'm sure there's stuff that's going on that we really still can't even see with that. So, I mean, as a metaphor, I think it's true that the surface part is only part of it. It's not the whole reality. It's not the whole story, you know, of what we see. So, JV, with all this being the case, what is it that keeps entrepreneurs and executives from putting more money in the bank? I mean, what's standing in their way? Well, Karen, that is a big question. So let's break it down. When I work with people, so I see the patterns over and over and over again. And it's not that someone can have millions and millions of dollars and still be running these patterns. Almost every person I've worked with, and it depends on the person and what words they heard growing up, either has some kind of issue, either worthy or deserve. They'll, everybody will use one of those words. And I've realized it's like a keystone that when you start dealing with worthy or deserve and healing that piece, now all of a sudden they can start to receive. And literally, energetically, most people, you just look at somebody's bank account, look at somebody's life, and wherever it's at, everything above it, they are not currently allowing themselves to receive. And so it's about allowing ourselves to receive, but to allow ourselves to receive, we have to first believe that we're worthy or deserve. And that is, seems to be a big issue on planet Earth. That seems to be a, a universal human issue that has to be healed because that relates to the level of consciousness that's going on in the planet. You know, so there's this receiving aspect, and one of the barriers that gets in the way of receiving is the way people feel about themselves in terms of being deserving or worthy. What else are some of those patterns that you see that yes. interrupt the receiving? So let's talk about the hammer and the nail. Mm -hmm. You know, like someone will be. I think this is a will make the analogy work well. Let's say you're going to put up a picture on the wall. Mm -hmm. And you hammer the nail in, and then you keep hammering another hundred times. The nail's already in the wall, you know? And so the receiving is you want to put the picture up so you can see how pretty it is, but you don't, you keep hammering on the nail. We have this belief that it's pervasive, especially in business. I mean, I have an MBA and I never heard anybody mention the word allow. 
It's all about we as leaders have to make it happen. I'm here to tell you life and business and financial success does not primarily relate to you making it happen. That doesn't mean you don't have a strategic plan. It doesn't mean you don't take action. But if you are confused into thinking that you are making it happen, you likely will push it away because you'll just keep hammering on the nail. You must allow it to happen. And here's the paradox. Allowing is about surrender. And surrender is the key to magnificent wealth. And because people go, oh, my God, I feel out of control. I got to keep hammering on the nail. The nail is already in the wall. You don't need to hammer it anymore. Allow yourself to surrender into the moment and find out where the journey goes. My best ideas do not happen sitting here at a desk. They happen taking a hike or at an art museum, just taking an art, at a jazz concert, taking in jazz, right? And the great ideas come because I surrender into the present moment and allow it to happen. That receiving, I'm sort of getting a picture of being in a relaxed kind of a state where you're able to take in more. And sometimes when you're in the hammering nail sort of a state, it's almost like there's like a, a stress barrier or a stress wall that prevents the new from coming in. Whereas you're taking a walk in nature, things will occur to you, things will come to you that you weren't even necessarily thinking about, though they're relevant to whatever your purpose is and to whatever it is that you're supposed to be receiving, if you will, that day. So I like that word surrender because sometimes we think that we are the full agent. Right, right. Well, and, and that's exactly right, Karen. It's I have to make it happen rather than, and here's, I'm going to put quotation marks around the word I. Mm -hmm. So even letting go of the I and just surrendering into the moment where it's not even about I, it's just being connected Mm -hmm. more fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the wonderful things that come out of that. So now, we both believe that business well-lived, so to speak, uh, makes a difference. And I mentioned how I have sort of the GPS model, but also have sort of this legacy model. I call it leadership legacy purpose model uh, for Christian executives. It's all about leaving people, the organization, and yourself better than at the start. And a lot of people like to leave themselves out of the equation, but as you've been saying very profoundly today, We can't leave ourselves out of the equation. We're part of this journey, if you will. So what is your vision of a world in which business elevates humanity? Yeah, my vision, and I referenced it a little bit earlier, is a world in which every product and service that's sold in some way elevates the consciousness, elevates the positive experience, elevates the client, and through the client also elevates societies because let's face it. I mean, a lot of people have a hard time. I've had this conversation with so many clients going, I'm having, I get the part about the clients, but how is it on helping humanity? And I go, it's simple. Either it's two things. Either you're doing something like I just interviewed someone today who has an electric company, but it's all about clean tech, right? So now you're directly helping the environment while also providing clean tech that actually can be cheaper for your clients. 
But let's just say you can only see, oh, I get that I'm helping my client live a better life, elevate their consciousness. If they are in a higher state of possibility, then they're going to go in the world and they're going to parent their children differently. They're going to relate to their spouse differently. They're going to relate to the person at the cash register differently because they're operating at a different level. And that's in corporations, what we call culture. And in society, it's what we call a society. Absolutely. And societies have cultures too. I mean, right. that so. Yes. We so, happen to be living in one that uh, I think we can label it a conflicted culture. We're certainly in a period of I think that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> that's probably a very polite and nice way of putting it. And many people are getting lost in the middle of that conflicted culture. So I want you to just say a word or two here, JV, about this. You've mentioned that it's so important to be in the state of receiving and to, to, to be open to the deeper source and a level, I guess, of consciousness and self-development, so to speak. Maybe just on a, a practical note, share maybe one or two things that might help people to receive better. Oh, yeah. So that's great. One of the things that's going to help you actually receive better is to simply say to yourself, I deserve, I'm worthy, but not in the future. Say it for today, right? Now, another way is let's say you have a big 30, 60, 90 day goal and whatever it is, instead of saying, I will blank, 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 on or before, which is a traditional way, you know, 30 days or now 60 days or 90 days, claim it for today. I don't care if your mind does not at the moment believe it, because if you say it enough times and you feel it deeply enough times, so you get the mind heart connected to one another, you will start believing it. And when you believe and feel it together, you will start manifesting it because here's what happens. I train people on visualization and the way it works is that when you shift your interior world, so by doing it in the present, here I am right now today, I feel this, I hear this, I see this. What happens is the external world that's not congruent with that somehow starts feeling wrong. Now, since you've already changed your internal world, there's only one thing left to change, right? Because you need to feel congruent. So you're like, something is wrong. Where is that half million dollars I keep saying I have today? And your mind will start creating ideas about how to manifest that because you feel out of sorts with yourself now. One of the things I sort of like about this, I'm thinking about a biblical concept that talks about living in the present, you know, focusing on what's going on today. And a lot of times we have things so far in the future, the future never comes. And so you're talking about being able to live powerfully in the present so that time, which is kind of an imposed constraint, is transcended. Because really, when God says, for example, I am, he doesn't say I was, you <laughs> and know, I, will I be. am and I will be. <laughs> it's I am and we know God was before. We know God is in the future. But I am says it all. I'm here in infinite today, which covers yes. all the others. Well, Karen, if I could, I want to share 
one piece out of the conscious millionaire visualization I teach because it's going to illustrate this point. Once you're clear in the first piece, you're going to get clear about what it is you want, mm -hmm. and, right? And then the second piece, this is where almost every visualization goes wrong and where mine is different and it works and people manifest. I want you to visualize what you want as being out there, just what everybody does. But then it says the worst words it could say, step into the future. The moment you say that, you lost your present state. Instead, it visualized that future you want getting closer and closer and closer. And when it's just a few inches away from you and you're seeing that, literally say out loud, I invite you in to me now. And notice there'll be kinesthetic shifts that occur with you, feelings that you have in your body. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you have brought the future into the present and now it can manifest because what you were just saying, there is only one place to manifest. You can't go back to the past and manifest there. You cannot manifest in the future. It hasn't happened. You can only manifest in the present. And now you're empowered to manifest. That is really profound. If people haven't heard anything else, I hope they heard this piece that you've been sharing about what it means to be conscious, what it means to be in the present, what it means to receive, you know, from divine source, which I refer to as God, but nevertheless, I think that's such an important concept. So JV, as we're sort of wrapping things up here, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk to you more about any of these concepts? How can they get your book? Tell us a little bit more about how sure. they can reach you. Well, you know, I was on Hal Elrod's show. He was on my show a couple of years ago. And I just got an inspiration when I was on his show and I hadn't stopped doing it since. I'm going to give you my cell phone and I'm going to tell you how to contact me. If you've got a highly staged, say a half million or more, six figure, seven, early eight figure business, that's who I work with, text me and I will give you a call. But text me because that's the best way to get my attention. And it's area code 303-641-0401. That's 303-641-0401. That's Denver area. You and I live not actually too far from each other. And don't worry about what time it, I have my, my iPhone set up. So at 930, it shuts off. And at six o'clock, it wakes up. And in the meantime, it says that little polite message, I will block all of your calls for you, right? I'm not going to hear it. If it's three in the morning, you go, oh my gosh, I'm listening to this. I'm supposed to talk to JV. If that's what you feel, text me and I will give you a call and we'll talk. So that's one way to get a hold of me. I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to give my book away free today. Ooh, so okay. my book was number one in 34 categories on Amazon. And I'm a numbers guy, so I'm proud of this. It was the number one book. A lot of people go, I have a number one book on Amazon. That was one category. It was number one on all of Amazon, right? And that lasted for six hours, which on Amazon is free. It's like eternity. That of all the books, it was number one, 50,000 downloads in three days. I'm going to give it to you for free. Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference is the title. And you can get it at ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash free book. 
That's consciousmillionaire.com forward slash free book. And if you'd like to listen to the podcast, go to consciousmillionaire.com. We have each podcast under podcast. You can listen to them. You can sign up, whether it's an iPhone, Android. We've got links for you to sign up. We're six days a week, and I'd love to have you join us. And let me say a word or two. I have read JV's book, Conscious Millionaire. It's a fabulous book. I've listened to many episodes of the Conscious Millionaire show as well. Wonderful, fabulous guests are on the program. Definitely worth listening to. So as a minimum, you can do those two things. And for the appropriate people and the right people, certainly give him a call with the phone number that he left for you as well. So JV, what additional words of wisdom do you want to leave for my audience of executive business leaders? These are the corporate people. They're already in jobs, high-level jobs and corporations. What do you want to say to them? Well, I'm going to share my personal motto. And it's how I run my business. It's how I make financial decisions. It's how I run my personal life. It's how I live. It's three words. Trust perfect timing. Now, I'll give you a context, because when I got my MBA, nobody said anything about chaos other than we're supposed to control it. I'm of the opinion, having lived my life this way for quite some time, that when chaos happens, it's because things are shifting. Trust the timing of that. When somebody cancels an appointment and they make it for three weeks later, and you're going, oh my God, I wanted to close the deal today. Trust me, the deal would not have closed today, but three weeks from now might be the right time. And so I just let all of that happen. My calendar is dynamic because I'm always changing it and everybody else is always. Yesterday, I had three hours in a row, two of them were clients and they all had to change to next week. And I went, oh my God, this is so good. I have this three hours because I had a project that I'm like going, when am I going to get this done? Oh, I got it done during that three hours right? There is a perfect timing in life. And the more present we become, the more we tap into that present timing and things just unfold perfectly. Yeah, that is so true and so appropriate. And it even works in the sort of reverse, like negative side. Like sometimes you were stuck in that traffic jam to prevent you being in the middle of some accident a few minutes down the road. So we don't know often how perfect timing is working on our behalf, either to bring some success or to avoid some disaster that stands in the way of a success. So I really appreciate you saying that about the perfect timing. So thank you, JV, for all that you've shared with my audience today. I know there's tremendous value that people can take away from today's program. Thanks for being here. Well, I... uh First of all, I want to thank you for being on Conscious Millionaire because you were one of the great guests that we've had recently. And it was a wonderful show and a lot of fun for us to just play together on the show. And I, I really appreciate being on your show. And if you're listening today, I'm going to say what I say on my show almost every episode. I believe there are no accidents. I believe this is an episode that you were meant to hear. It'll help you go to your next level. And I encourage you to take a few moments after we're done to write down some things you got today and how you're going to apply them in your business, how you're going to use them to make a difference. 
Absolutely. And thank you, JV, for really calling people to take some action. And I want to remind people of just a few things that you've said today that I think are so important when we're talking about moving from high performance to limitless performance. We are really talking about living at a deeper level, really accessing a source that's greater than what we see every day, but it's a source that's here for us on a regular basis. We're really talking about becoming even more creative. It's about being a certain person. It's about living the purpose that God has destined for your life and making an impact out there that is a positive impact that elevates not only your life, but also the life of the lives of the people that you serve and that you are here to be a blessing to. So I hope you take that and all the details that JV shared with us about how to become more conscious, how to be more conscious, how to live more fully in the present so that those things we envision and visualize are happening now and not in a future that never comes. So, because it's the present where we have agency and ability to do anything. So to my guests, thank you for being here. And I want to end today's episode by sharing a particular Bible verse that talks about, I would say, the infinite side of God. We have been created in God's image. That means that we've been created as creators. We have been created as those who have far more limitless possibility and potential than we realize. So here's a word or two about God. This is from Psalm 147, verses four and five. And it says, he counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Imagine somebody that can count all of the stars out there and knows them by name. Likewise, also knows every hair on our heads and think of all the millions of people on the planet and so on. And then it says, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. So let that infinite understanding lead you to limitless success. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources. Thank you.